0: Today we're going to cover a topic that is so common in so many families and it's the topic of lying and kids not being honest with you and so today Sarah and I are going to discuss how to create an atmosphere in your family that values the truth and that raises honest kids that have integrity.
1: Welcome to the Art of Raising
0: Humans! Hello and welcome to episode 21 of The Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And today we want to tackle an issue that so many parents get very, very frustrated with. And I know we have at times in the past too. It's when our kids lie to us. Um, I want to get to that issue. First, I want to say I hope everybody had a happy Valentine's Day a few weeks ago. This episode is going to be posted on you know the first week of March. And so we're recording this a couple of days after Valentine's. And before we get into the issue of lying, I wanted to share there was this really cool thing that Sarah did with our kids. I think she stole it off of Pinterest. Is that right? Or where did you get it from?
1: Um... I saw it on a couple places, yeah, Pinterest and Growth Mindset.
0: So it's something that we had never done before, but tying into the growth mindset um, kind of stuff, Sarah was cutting out hearts, and kind of why don't you explain what your goal in doing that was.
1: It was, it was to practice seeing my children and letting them know what I see in them. So, a little different than just a praise, mm-hmm. but just their their character, their the qualities about them that I love, and just to build that self-concept, build relationship, connection to them, and um, bring just this deep meaning of love, because Valentine's could just be, oh, the gooey yeah. romantic love. We get candy, love. we hug right. each other, yeah. But uh, just a celebration yeah. of love and relationship.
0: Yeah, and so you did that one heart a day, or was it a couple hearts I a day? I did
1: one heart So Mm -hmm. I cut out hearts and I wrote something on the heart, and I stuck it to their bedroom door. So
0: and you stuck it to my mirror, and you did and it for I me did as well. One for you as and well. So and so it to was yours. really fun to see how excited the kids were every day, so looking forward to the next heart they were going to get. So just wanted to throw that out as a little tidbit that uh, doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. When you do that, you could do that any mm-hmm. time of the year. Yeah. But it just so happened we did it this year, and I think we'll keep doing it because the kids really loved it, and they want to keep those hearts. And and I think the word that I would say Sarahs instead of praise, it was just encouraging, just mm-hmm. encouraging the kids, letting them know uh, what. You see in them, and um, it's just a really good way to build up that that uh, bank account with them too, to really strengthen the connection with them. Yeah. Okay. So now on to lying. Okay, So I know this is an issue in any home, and it's going to be anytime you have kids, um, because it's part of development, The kids are going to attempt to lie. They are going to... I want to kind of delve into it, kind of what the causes are. Um, I want to even say, what's the positive aspects of our kids lying? And what are the negatives? And um, kind of what's what can we do to help raise honest kids? Because I know it's a really passionate thing we're, we're about is we want our kids to be honest. We want our kids to have integrity. These are values we have. These are values we try to practice in our marriage. We try to model to them. And I think everybody listening would be like, that sounds great. I would love to have a kid who's honest, who has integrity, because we know the world needs more of that. All right. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'll ask you, Sarah, what what do you believe causes children to lie
1: i would say a couple big ones to me are one the fear of punishment the mm-hmm. fear of something going wrong if i tell you the truth so kids usually know what you want to hear and so but then you're going to get upset and i think it can be an actual punishment they're afraid of an actual punishment you're yep. grounded you're time yep. timeout whatever but they also can just be afraid of your disappointment yeah and they know you're going to be upset with them and sad. And kids want their parents to to be happy and yeah. to think the yeah. best of them. Yep. And so if I tell you this yucky truth, you're going to think less of me. You might not love me as much. It's a threat to the relationship. So I'm just going to tell you what I think you want to hear. And then I think sometimes for kids, it's this sort of, I wish this were the truth. Yeah. That's good. You know, this yep. sort of like, um hey go clean your room and then you come back later did you clean your room Yes, I did. And then you go look and you think, what? <laughs> yes. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. sort of this, ooh, kids still want what they want. Even though we have our agenda, they still want what they want. Yeah. So especially in the younger years, you see this sort of almost magical or wishful thinking of, oh, well, I'll just say it is done. And then maybe we, it's a win-win. You get what you want yeah. and I get what I want.
0: Yeah, that's great. I, so I, I would go back to what you're saying, add on it. The number one cause that I think you and I see with kids is that fear of the reaction you know, yeah, And typically that is punishment. Similar to what we would be as adults, because once again, it's called the art of raising humans. So we're, we're talking about just human beings. And these kids in particular are just little human beings. But if you're at a job and you have a boss who's really reactive and your boss asks you a question, I think almost every one of us would try to tailor the answer to best fit what we think the boss wants to hear mm-hmm. because what if the boss flies off the handle and fires me and I don't think it's a fireable offense or what if the boss flies off the handle and, and just really blows it up to something that they didn't need to blow up to and everybody knows this boss is really reactive you know? so, so I think it is definitely the fear of the reaction and sometimes I think Sarah, I hear a lot from kids it's even the fear, like you said, the disappointment but almost like um, if I tell the truth, I don't think my parents can handle it. yeah, you know, I think it's going to break their heart and mom's going to start crying or dad's going to get really quiet and I don't want to cause all that so when they ask me a question I'm going to try to tell them an answer that I think they actually want to hear I don't think they actually want to hear the truth I think they only want to hear a truth that is palatable to them it reminds me of a movie I really liked maybe some of the listeners have heard of it called a few good men where there's a scene with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson and Tom Nicholson I mean Jack Nicholson's on this on the stand and Tom Cruise says to him you can't handle the truth (laughs) And I think Jack Nicholson says it to Tom Cruise. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. And I feel like that is so true for so many parents is they'll ask a question and then the kid tells them what they believe is the truth and the parent gets mad at them for doing that or the parent falls apart. I'm almost thinking of a story one time when Abby and I had a conflict and uh, Abby said something like, I like mom more than I like you. And that really hurt my feelings. And I remember following up with her later and said, what did you mean by that? She said, dad, I like you sometimes, but sometimes I don't. And in that moment, I kind of wanted to be like, don't say that to me. <laughs> it really hurts my feelings. But I think she, she was only like three or four at the time. She was trying to express something in a really honest way. And I tried in that moment to just not be reactive, to just receive it and go, what is this saying? You know? So, so I, I think that's the, the if parents want to raise honest kids, they really have got to be conscious of the reaction to the truth, the kid's sharing.
1: Yeah. I think you, you have to create this safe space. And if, if, <laughs> I, I, we we all as adults avoid just what you ju- you said we avoid those sticky mm-hmm, situations mm-hmm. how much more if you're a child you're kind of fumbling through this new world of yours yep. and to risk all of that for a yeah. truth. Yeah, And and as teenagers struggling with what do I say, what don't I say, they're very aware of their peer group and cause and effect of those things that yeah. it's, it's really scary. And so we, as the parent in the relationship, have to do that extra work to create a safe space where they're going to come to us And see us as people who are safe to talk to about the problems. They usually are going to know, okay, this is is a problem. But who can I talk to that is going to come alongside me and help me, not come down on me? They're not going to come to you if you're just going to... They can predict your reaction to it.
0: Well, I I almost think as a kid, I thought, Sarah, I tell the truth, I'm 100% in trouble. I tell a lie, 50-50 chance I get away with it. Yeah. And I I just think that's what a lot of kids are thinking is no matter what, they're going to be upset at me. Maybe if I lie, I can get away with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't don't know how I could fault anybody from doing that. I'm even thinking as you say that, that when kids come and see us in counseling sessions, I know so many times parents have told me specifically about teenagers. They'll say, he or she is going to tell you what they think you want them to say and i'll tell the parent everybody does that everybody comes in and tells me what they think i want to hear and so do i think the kid's lying to me no i just think the kid is telling me the story that they think i can accept they're not going to tell me a story they think I'm going to be like, what did you say? And come down on them. They're afraid I will judge them. They're afraid I'll think they're a horrible person. They don't want that. And so I think it's incumbent upon me as the counselor in that relationship with, with, with the kid to create a safe enough space where they don't have to present a false story, where they can present a true story that they know I won't judge them for, that I can just accept it.
1: And this creates in them. If we can create, I think it gets a little scary as a parent because you think, oh, no. I mean, if I create this safe space and they just- just think they. Then they just will run. They'll just do anything, and they'll. Yeah. And and it actually doesn't have that effect. Yeah. If they feel like you're a safe person, I can pour any of this out to. Mm-hmm. They learn that internal self control, not just this external fear punishment control, but they learn that inside, and they they see you as a person they can. Con- continue to come to as they head into their adult years, and you're just going to come alongside them, help them see the problem, help them figure out what to do about the problem, and it, it has the opposite effect of sometimes I think we get scared is yep. going to happen yep. if we do that, yep. and it, yeah. it's beautiful. I, I, and
0: I think when I'm scared of that, it tells more about me than it does about the kid, that I'm scared of the truth. I think the truth does set us free. So if I really want my kids to be free, free from the fear, free, I want them to be set free to have self-control, to, to be respectful take responsibility, all that stuff, then I need to provide a place that really says we value truth. Above, uh, above what we feel, right? I really rather have the truth. I even know some parents have done a thing where they've made like a truth table, and so mm. just to prove to the kid, you can tell me whatever. And it's just been amazing to see how the kids want it. The kids are like, when I tell the kids you want to do that, the kids would be like, yes, I'd love to have a table. I could just tell them, and my parents really won't blow up at me if I tell them. I mean, they actually want to. Because if, if even if the listeners, I, I know Sarah, I, I lied as a kid, and every time I lied, there was a there was a consequence within me. Yeah. I felt shame. I felt a distance. I felt a burden of that lie that I had to keep it up. I had to tell both mom and dad and frame it in the right way. And it was heavy. And when I could mm-hmm. just tell the truth, it was like, oh, like a breath of fresh air.
1: Yeah, I think it is. It's such a weight. We've all had that. Even if it's just a, I hold back and I just am not telling you. Maybe I'm not even lying. I'm just holding back. And it's a weight that you carry around, and you don't want those that you. I think parents know lying or, or just not telling it creates this distance in the relationship mm-hmm. and a weight that they carry around. And if they have a truth table, a play, if they feel like okay, I can lay it all out there, it frees them, oh, yeah. and it and it and it brings you back together. Because yeah. you're right, lie, lying does separate relationship. Yeah. yeah. And you can, I think you can, especially your older kids, you can tell them you can tell them, the lying hurts our relationship and I don't yeah. want lying in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also have to be honest and say, I'm sorry, I've done this and I know coming down on you this way yeah. has made it harder for you to be truthful with yeah. me. Yeah. So this is what I'm gonna do now.
0: Yeah. What age youth would you say, Sarah, kids start practicing lying? When do you think developmentally they typically try to do that? Is this a quiz? A no, I <laughs>
1: asking you. Your face was like, all right, I'm testing you. No, it starts very, very young. Uh And so it can be different with each kid, but I'd say preschool. Mm -hmm. And you could actually see it before that, but I would say it's not necessarily an intentional lie, especially for that age. Their perception of reality, it's it's developing, it's changing. But heading into preschool, you'll definitely see that lying behavior begin.
0: So what, I know this may seem like a weird question because we've already talked about the negative aspects of lying and what it can Mm do, but what are some positive? Parts of of lying. What's some positive outcomes? I mean, when you, when you see a kid lie, how could that be a positive thing?
1: Okay, so it's actually a sign of intelligence. I mean, it's a good th- when a kid can go, "Huh, okay, let me think about this." Mm-hmm. And it's that cause and effect. If I say this, you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And if I say this, then this will happen. Yep. And so it's actually their ability to play through scenarios yep. and pick one which they think is in their interest. Yeah. So. In some ways you if you never had your if your child wasn't able to do that that would be a concern yeah it's developmentally normal and appropriate for every child to at some point lie so if you see that just be curious about it yeah what's happening in the, you know are they just testing it out yeah you know and you can begin to work with them at that young age about it but you don't necessarily need to be super concerned or oh no they're gonna be a liar for the rest of yeah. their life yeah. and yeah. you see you know them <laughs> you see that whole long path ahead of yeah, you. Fear you realize
0: hits you yeah I've got to stop
1: Yeah, there's a part of it that you should just go, oh, we're in this stage of development. This is normal. I'm so glad you're smart enough to be able to do that or have the ability to do that.
0: Well, and the intelligence is there is seeing a pattern and then going, oh, I think the outcome is going to be bad. I'll change the pattern or change what I'm doing in the pattern to then get a better outcome. And that is a sign of higher IQ, the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a skill. They're using it as a skill to say, how can I do it? So what's good about that is the kid feels empowered to change the outcome. That, that same skill in, in regards to feeling that empowerment, you're going to use later on to help them change outcomes. Like where they've had it a falling out with a teacher or a falling out with a friend, you know, instead of the kid feeling like a victim, like they can't change the outcome. You'd want a kid to go, Oh, I can't change the outcome. I've done it in the past by lying. Maybe I could do it this time by being assertive or mm-hmm. by being yeah. honest or by you know. I want them just to see. Oh, lying was just the pathway you used to achieve the change, but you don't need to use that. You know. So, so I, I want to encourage everybody who's listening that I, I actually. When a kid does that, I see it as a natural part of the development and I see it as them basically saying, Stories matter. So I want to make sure I develop a story that I think gets the best outcome for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even it's from as little as exaggerating a story. I know I do that a lot of times, right? You're yeah. telling a story, I'll even know as I'm telling I've embellished it a little bit, but it made the story more fun, right? So if someone was watching that, they might he lied, he didn't give hundred percent the truth, he changed some of the facts, and we could get hung up on that, but it's really nothing more than telling a story right and so I find some kids really are great storytellers and that typically leads them to trying to lie more because <laughs> they're like, wow, I really know how to, other kids just aren't as good a storyteller, mm-hmm. So lying's a little more difficult for them. It doesn't mean they're a better kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would just approach it in that of just a kid is trying out a new skill to change an outcome. And, and if I don't want my kid to be a liar, I want him to be an honest kid. I just need to help them use that skill instead. Right. And I've, I've got to also show them that being honest does feel better than lying. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how, I know it is important to us, again, for our kids to be honest, so how, what's some specific ways you'd say you do, Sarah, to help the kids be honest with you?
1: Well, I sort of have this standard with them where if they're worried, I've said it many times, if you're ever worried that you're going to, that I'm going to be really upset if you tell me something, I just let them know that is not my Because I have that wiring in me. So sometimes I might go, oh, and then I think, oh, no, my reaction is not going to encourage them to come to me in the future. And I really want to lay that groundwork. And so I just tell them and I say, all you have to do is say, I need to tell you something. And I'm worried about what you're going to say or what's going to happen, or how you're going to react. And so and and I know if all you have to do is tell me that. And then that tells me, okay, just get myself in that calm zone and be ready to receive it see it as a now okay we have a problem let's approach this problem and I think that has helped because some, yeah. sometimes they have used that, you know, if they're worried or nervous to tell me a truth, then um, they tell me, I'm worried about telling you something. I need to tell you something.
0: Well, and I love what you just did there, Sarah, is a is, uh, part of the thing that I wrote in my notes was, I want parents to know it's not just our responsibility. It is theirs too. So I'm not just saying it's our responsibility, of course, to create a place of safety to where they feel like we can handle the truth they're going to share, but also knowing we're human. And sometimes truth is hard to hear. Mm-hmm. I, I love it what one 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 person said one time, I heard this where he says it isn't so much that the truth hurts, which the truth can, but that truth reveals what was already hurting. You know? Yeah. And so I think so many times our reaction to the truth our kids might share, even from as small as, Yeah, I cleaned the room and like we go up and like, no, you didn't, is there's a hurt that it's revealing that's why I'm mad about it I'm hurt because I want a relationship with you that we seemingly don't have or Mm -hmm. somehow I want a kid who has certain skills and they aren't showing it and so somehow that's I feel like I'm failing my kid right so Mm -hmm. there's all these types of hurt it reveals so I but I like what you're saying is I do want to emphasize there is a responsibility that you give to the kid also to be honest and you just gave them the skill by saying hey can you be mindful of your reaction to me? <laughs> Can you be thinking about, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of thinking about not telling you the truth, but I'm gonna take a risk. Yeah. Can you handle it,
1: please? We talk about that. What's our value system as a family? What And being honest is something that we value. And sometimes it takes courage to be honest, so we talk to our kids about that. I do v- view it as my primary responsibility to make the mm-hmm, safe place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then it's always their choice to then step out and take that risk and be honest. Yeah. And I can just help increase the likelihood that they'll be honest, but I can't get in their brain and control them and make yeah. them honest, yeah. make them tell me those truths. I well, can just control yeah. myself and my reaction to it. And if I have been coming down on them a lot yeah. and I have that pattern, it's gonna take longer to rework that system. And I tell them, you know, this is what lying does to our relationship. This is what we can do if we're honest with each other. We have those conversations outside of times. Yeah. Where a lie or something is the topic. We just talk about that outside of that to build that
0: foundation. I wanted to share that quote that what you focus on, you'll get more of. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I do kind of want to wrap up with the idea that typically you and I even don't use that word lying. Mm-hmm. And I typically tell parents, I don't know how it's helpful. Like, it's not to say they didn't. It's not to say you can't describe it that way. Right. I just focus on the fact that we didn't tell the truth. And why am I doing it? Because I want the light to be shining on truth, you know? So we didn't tell the truth. Now let's tell the truth, you know?
1: for example, I would say like with the bedroom thing, I wouldn't go up and say, you lied to me about your yeah. room. I would go up and say, Oh, your room doesn't look clean to me. How can we get this? And I would just move into the yeah, solution. Exactly. Oh, you, you wished you had done that yeah. or, but I would just go into what the truth is. I wouldn't yeah. spend a lot of focus and energy on the fact that they lied.
0: I, I'd even okay. say I tend to blow up more than you do. And that's a bigger issue for me. You're much more calm than I am. So the kids have said on a, many occasions, it's harder to be truthful sometimes with me because there are afraid of my reaction. Right. And so in those conversations, I will typically, if I think they haven't told the truth, I will come back and be curious and just say, what was so difficult about telling me the truth about that? And that's the question. And then they'll say, mm-hmm. well, I was really afraid you were going to do that. Da, 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 da. And even then, sometimes I have challenged them, especially as they've gotten older, of like, I'm working on that. I actually want to do, your mom and I are trying to do, create a safe space, but I also want to challenge you that I think truth trumps all of that. And there may be occasions in your life where you have a boss or another adult mm-hmm. who you think can't handle the truth. It doesn't mean I don't say it. I want you to still tell the truth, you know? And that maybe my own imperfections give you those opportunities, you know? So I'd really like you at times, even when you're not certain that I can handle it, or even when you're not certain you're gonna get an outcome for me that you would like, you still try and tell the truth, you know? Um, And uh, the the story that comes to my mind that Dr. Markham specifically gave us some advice on when we talked to her about this was when Abby was little, she wanted to go, I don't know if you remember this, but she wanted to go get wet. There were some kids with some hoses. It was summertime, super hot. She wanted to go put on a bathing suit and go get wet with these neighbor kids. And I was mowing the lawn, I was hot, I was sweaty. I had a podcast going or something in my ears. I didn't really want to be disturbed. I'm kind of focused. She comes by and, you know, just uh, she touches my leg. Hey dad, can I get your attention? I've got to turn the podcast off i got to turn the lawn more off. And she's like, hey, I want to go get wet. And I was like, no, I don't want to mess with that right now. I'm trying to get the lawn done. So she goes back inside and I start mowing the lawn again. Then I see her running across the street in her bathing suit. And I was like, hey, what's that about? So I asked her to come back. Oh, mom said I could. Oh, okay. So now I'm kind of annoyed at you. <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed that you, know, Sarah had somehow told her she could. So I, I come into the house a little bit annoyed. And I say to you, how come you told her she could go? And I told you, she said, she told me you said she could. And I was like, What? Oh my gosh, this is like the, the playing off. We, she just played us off each other, you know? And so I was kind of upset. There was some hurt there, but I remembered something Markham had said was like, you don't need to address that right now. Like wait till you're back into a better space in your brain. When I'm back in my prefrontal cortex, I was not there. I was wanting to punish. I was wanting to yell at her. So I, I came over to her, called her over and I just said, Hey, um, I know what happened here." You know, I can see how I told, you no. you went to mom and she first denied it, which kids will do. They'll be defensive because they don't want to be in trouble. Right. And so I was like, Hey, I know you don't need to defend yourself. You know, you already got your bathing suit on. Why don't you go ahead and go get wet? Yeah. And we'll talk about it later. And I waited till I was in a better space. And then when I could got alone with her and we were both in a better space, she was all cleaned up. I was all cleaned up. I was able to talk to her about these strings that attach to us, these strings that have been formed over many, many years of a lot of honest, positive connection time. That we've had. And I told her today kind of broke one of those strings. It, It made me kind of second guess a little bit about when you say something to me, can I actually trust it? And I asked her, do you want that in our relationship? And she, you know, she, like I said, she was like four or five at this time. And she said, no, I don't want that. I want you to be able to trust me. Well, then we've got to be honest with each other, honey. You know? So I said, you know, I would like you to be honest with me, can you do that? And she said yes, and then she apologized, and it was, it was great. But the whole emphasis was on those strings that attach us and keeping those strings intact. And every kid I've ever spent time with wants those strings intact. They don't want to break them. And you know, in, in that case, and I was even honest with her, I said no to her because I was just annoyed <laughs> her asking me. I was busy. I didn't want to deal with all this, right? So I told her in the future, I'll pause and I'll think about it. The answer still may be no, but maybe yes, because I'll give more thought to it. And she agreed that in the future, she would not do the whole, and she's never done that. I don't I don't remember a time she's ever played us off like that ever since then, you know? So and kind of wrapping it up, I just want to say the way we raise honest kids is by continually focusing on the truth and honesty, trying to model being honest people, showing them that we can handle the truth when they give it to us, creating a safe space. But even like you were saying, also giving them the skills to make it more likely we succeed at doing that. Would you add anything else to that?
1: No, I think that summarizes it well. It's a work in progress. We Mm -hmm. just have to remember that this isn't something I'm going to do for two months and my kid will never lie again. Exactly. We just need to realize it's going to look different when you're talking about a four year old, a 10 year old, a 16 year old. And it's something we will work through with them in their life. Yeah.
0: And I would just encourage you to move away from talking about lying. You actually don't need to talk about that. I think you just talk about the truth. Keep mm-hmm. talking about raising the value of the truth in our relationship. All right. Mm-hmm. So I hope this is helpful today to you. I know almost every family I know has issues with this, um, with their kids. So I hope it gives you a lot of tools, a, a different way of viewing it. And um, I hope I hope you have a great time raising these honest kids and, and experiencing what that's like to have kids who feel safe to come to you and just tell you the truth. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only.